Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. The podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host. My name is Steve. Joining me, as always, is the incomparable co-host, Hannah. Oh, my God. Hannah, how are you this week? There's so much personality happening on that side of the room right now. I'm doing hand gestures wildly with no rhyme My reason. incomparable co-host, Hannah. <laughs> I'm complimenting you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm great. How are you doing? I'm, I'm well. I don't think you've ever turned that around on me. You usually have something snarky to say. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I never know what to say in response. It's always the same answer. I mean, I'm, I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not good, but I'll say I am. <laughs> right. It's one of For those. the sake of our listening audience. Right. You ever talk to somebody who's like, hey, how's everything? And they go, it's horrible. Yeah. That's so it's like awkward. You don't want to make the other person feel uncomfortable. No. Just say you're great and I move know. on with People it. People don't want to lie. I get it. Oh, I do. I know. I do too. <laughs> to each their own, I guess, is what we're trying to say. And with that, to each their own, you are allowed to each have your own opinion on this movie that we watched. That was the worst segue I think I've ever done on this podcast. We watched the movie called it's not Arsenal. Like there, it's not like there's a wide variety of opinions on this one. I think everyone pretty much feels the same way about this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that opinion is negative. It's not good, this movie, Arsenal. Uh, Nicolas Cage reprises his character from the great 1993 <laughs> flick, Directed by his brother, Christopher Coppola, the film was Deadfall, and you will remember That's that character. Go back and listen to our Deadfall episode, or go back and listen to our first March Madness episode. Also, check out our second March Madness episode. But Please do, we no... just recorded it. But yeah. for Deadfall, yes. go on YouTube and look oh up a God. compilation. Because you really have to. It, you can listen to our podcast, but the audio doesn't just do it justice. That's true. You have to see him in his getup as Eddie King. Which he is also in in this movie, his yeah. character Eddie King. Yeah, so iconic, iconic character. He plays a mobster, and the story of this movie is that there are two brothers who, after their primary caregivers pass away tragically, one brother turns to a life of crime, and the other brother turns to a more straight edge career. And when presumably the brother who turned to a life of crime gets out of prison or moves back to town, um, he gets kidnapped by eddie king and it's the straight edge brother <laughs> nick cage and it's the straight edge brother who has to do all the dirty work to try to free his brother yeah and that's the story so that's very brief we're going to go into it in more nicholas cage detail <laughs> but before we do that we get into some of the background information hannah more specifically gets into it and we're in a new year han we're in 2017 we are we are in 2017 but i feel like i have enough to go off of here that i don't need to take too deep a dive into nick's life especially because i know we likely have other movies in 2017 where i can cover you know some background information on what's going on in in his personal life much less his career i'm looking on imdb right now five movies in 2017 perfect we'll <laughs> spread it out over the course of those five movies we don't need to front load anything here you know what love that terminology love this energy we have today let's keep going <laughs> all right 2017 first 2017 movie this movie actually came out january 6th of 2017 so very early on in in the year and 
what did you say about movies that they want to hide? They hide it in January. So if it's a really good drama, they usually put it in December because they try to rush it forward, not just for the Christmas rush, but for also to be on front of mind for Academy Award nominations. Mm -hmm. Um, And then traditionally, you have summer blockbusters. Uh, The summer blockbusters have been sort of been pushing back further and further so that they might nowadays start in March um, or April. And then they'll push even well into like Thanksgiving time. Like a lot of big blockbusters come out on Thanksgiving. But any other time of year, it's when you're trying to hide a movie. (laughs) You put it particularly in early January. Well. This was January 6th. This was January 6th. (laughs) They did not do a great job of. Well, they did a great job of hiding this movie, considering True. how much it made. Mm-hmm. This movie had a budget of $10 million, which I think is relatively low. I'm, I could not find how much Nick was paid for this. Wow, yeah. Well, I guess I should clarify about hiding it. I think what they're trying to do is optimize their chances of getting the most amount of money by putting it amongst other movies that aren't going to dominate the box office, right? Like if a Star Wars comes out over the summer, they're not going to also release Arsenal on the same weekend. <laughs> It'll never make any money. It's true. Yeah. So that's so sort of what I mean by hiding it. In the first weekend of 2017, they were hoping that they'd make some money. Right. Um, budget, $10 million. Mm-hmm. Just take a guess at how much it made in the box office. You said it was low off mic. I'm going to guess like a hundred grand. Not even. Mm-mm. $41,037. $41,037? What? It's criminally low. It's embarrassing. $37. You can't forget the 37. They needed that. That's like... Yeah, I mean, that probably paid for like two lighting guys for a couple weeks. I don't know how much they make, but I I don't think... This movie (laughs) made nothing. Oh, my God. This movie made nothing. (laughs) I didn't even talk about what the ratings are yet. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It might justify why this movie made no dollars. Yeah. This movie is a four out of 10 on IMDb imdb and a three percent out of a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes a three so that is our third worst movie that we've seen according to rotten tomatoes we've We've seen seen deadfall which is zero zero left behind which is one and then the return of eddie king from deadfall in arsenal which is a three so speaking of the return of eddie king this movie is kind of billed as a sequel to deadfall Mm-hmm. But with the caveat that it doesn't make any sense that this would be a sequel to Deadfall, considering the fact that Eddie King dies in the end of Deadfall. Yeah. <laughs> no spoiler. No. However, if you watch Deadfall, at the end of the movie, who's the main guy? What's that uh, character? Michael Bean. Michael Bean. He's not in this. Um, he dunks Nick Cage's head into a vat of boiling oil in yeah. a fryer, and yeah. then he like fries Nick Cage, and, yeah. and Eddie King is is pronounced dead on scene <laughs> and that was back in 1993 yeah and not to give anything too much away but the first scene in this movie if you do the math takes place in 1994 <laughs> so even if he did somehow survive why is he not horribly disfigured yeah. you, you tell me that in the mid 90s they had the ability to do this kind of in-depth facial reconstructive <laughs> surgery like grafts maybe like maybe like they did in face off but that was like a super secret government organization like skin graft yeah <laughs> like no way in one year and then he would recover to look this i mean he doesn't look good but like to look this good incredible for someone with horrible <laughs> burns all over his face and head 
It's amazing what they could do with modern technology, so, but like, it's not. The, it, that, it doesn't make not any sense. That, yeah, it doesn't make it makes sense. no sense. This is not a sequel to that movie. Not really. He's just playing the same character, even though that character died. And it's I not, don't really understand like who let him get away with this. It's not even like a spiritual sequel. Sometimes people make like a spiritual sequel. Like I wanted to make... Like have the spirit of the first yeah, movie. This doesn't yeah. even no, have that. Because no, the spirit of the first movie is just It's dull. trash. It's just garbage. <laughs> The spirit of the first movie is a dumpster. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, released January 6, 2017 and on January 7th an LA Times article came out already declaring this to be the worst movie of 2017 7 days into the new year. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it did not get any Razzie nominations. Ah, uh, well, nobody saw it. Yeah, <laughs> they probably pulled it from the box office the day that that LA Times article came out. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, this movie was filmed in and takes place in Mississippi. I thought it so. took place in New Orleans. No. They mentioned New Orleans a few times. They like go, they're like near New Orleans. They're in like a part of Mississippi that's near, near New, New Orleans. Whatever part of Mississippi is nearest to New Orleans, that's, that's where, they, where are. they are. Okay. And this movie was directed by a man named um, Stephen C. Miller. Mm-hmm. N- known for anything? No, okay. not necessarily. But if you look up a picture of him, mm-hmm. he looks... I, w- I would like you to look up a picture of him. Okay. Tell me... Tell me which two people in Nick Cage's life does he look like he could be friends with? Which two people in Nick Cage's yeah. life? So, for some context, he looks like actually a quite young man. Mm-hmm. Who, he's 40. He's 40, okay. He's got a big black beard and mm-hmm. tattoos all over his arms and gauge earrings, yeah, at least so, in the so picture which, I'm seeing. which two people in Nick's life well, kind can, of look like that? I can think of one, and that's his son, Weston Cage. Yeah. Who is well, the other one you're uh, thinking of? His brother, of? Chris Coppola. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Who's in this movie? <laughs> Who's in this movie? <laughs> Oh, my God. So if you remember from the beginning of this episode, Steve mentioned, and if you remember from listening to our Deadfall episode, which I'm sure you paused, went back, listened to it, (laughs) and now now you're here so Mm -hmm. that you can learn about the sequel to this movie. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Um, You would learn that Christopher Coppola directed Deadfall, the 0% on Rotten Tomatoes uh, cinematic masterpiece, and now Mm -hmm. he is in this movie playing Nick Cage's brother, Super Meta. and I think that he looks just like the director, so it's it's really no surprise that they would cast Nick Cage's brother in this movie. Yeah, they're both bearded, somewhat portly fellows. I have a few more facts about Chris Coppola, but I'd like to save that for the end. Okay. I'm going to talk about Nick first, and okay. then we'll end this with Chris, because I chose not to, like I said, front load these yeah. 2017 episodes with too much Nick Cage, like behind the scenes lifestyle content, mm-hmm. since I... Figured this is the last movie that, well, I mean, unless he makes another one in the future with Chris Coppola, but this might be the last movie mm. he makes with Chris Coppola. So I figured I'd give Chris some justice and 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 uh, talk a little bit about his career, I'm his just, storied career. His storied career. <laughs> I'm just imagining, I thought you were going to say, like, this might not be the last time that Nick Cage plays and then you said Eddie King. I, I thought you were going to say Eddie King. <laughs> I mean, maybe again. <laughs> maybe. We don't know. <laughs> wouldn't stop him that he died the first time and <laughs> died again in this one <laughs> yeah so so um, anyway I, I distracted myself no with that's that. okay what, what were you gonna say about chris coppola i'll just save that stuff for the end and we can talk about nick oh but we're talking I, about nick now, but right. another thing i forgot to mention before i get into nick um 
so Nick was in a movie called Eight Millimeter in oh, yeah. the early two thousands. I think like two thousand or two thousand and one. It was a pretty solid movie, but it didn't get rated particularly well. I think people were expecting the classic Nicolas Cage, but he turned in a pretty average performance, mm-hmm. and it was some heavy material. Yeah. Um, there was an Eight Millimeter Two. Oh that yeah, that was made in two thousand and five, uh-huh. and that starred Jonathan Shake. Oh, who the guy plays- who's in this. Yeah, so he plays like the, the bad older brother. brother. Yeah, the one who's in and out Not of the crime straight laced brother. The one yeah. who gets kidnapped by Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. So that's something interesting. That is interesting. That there's like an eight millimeter and then an eight millimeter two. I didn't look to see what eight millimeter two was about, but I just know that he was in it. Uh, it's bad. Okay, cool. I've seen it. You've seen eight millimeter two? I have not. I had not seen eight millimeter one until we started this podcast. Oh my god, I remember you were telling. Yeah, yeah. You were telling so me about this. My, a buddy of mine and I, we are na- we were neighbors, and every day from high school, we would come home from school and before we did our homework or while we did our homework we would just put on like whatever sounded like the worst movie possible to yeah. like make fun of it yeah yeah, yeah. and one of those movies eight was eight millimeter two. two is it also about like snuff films i don't recall okay well it stars jonathan shake who also stars in this movie <laughs> <laughs> playing mikey yes yeah um do you trust an adult named mikey it it is weird. I think sometimes mm-hmm. any adult who goes by like a a, a name with with the Y at the end, mm-hmm. like a Jimmy, Danny, Danny, yeah, Nikki, yeah. It's like come on. It's like grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Although that being said, I do have a you know, not that we're close friends, but I know someone from high school who his name is Billy. Like he's not. It's not short for William. Billy is different. But I guess you can still mind. go by Bill. I don't know why Billy is different to Billy's me. Billy's different Billy to Billy feels different to me than Mikey. Yeah, Mikey feels childish. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey, come get your dinners. <laughs> Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. Some Nick Cage facts. Ooh, what you got? Um, I read a review of him. <laughs> just a general review of him? Yeah, just a was general it, review. Was it two words, not good? <laughs> no, it, it was um very eloquent, in fact, it... It said that his fake mustache resembles an exhausted caterpillar. <laughs> oh, a review of him in this movie. Yeah. Okay. You said you just said I read a review of him. Well, of course in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that reviewer is correct. That and reviewer yes. thinks that his fake mustache looks like an exhausted caterpillar. It's and bad. I couldn't agree more. It's bad. It's a bad fake mustache. <laughs> that reviewer also thought that Nick's over-the-top shtick is really nearing the end of its shelf life. <laughs> yeah, they're not wrong in that either. <laughs> oh my god. This is Nicolas Cage's fourth collaboration with John Cusack. John Cusack is in this movie. We have not mentioned that yet. He oh, plays no. a character that doesn't make any sense for anything. No, he's like a shitty detective. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the straight-laced guy is friends with him and yeah. i don't know why john cusack was cast in this part because yeah. it doesn't make sense that he would need to play this role and this movie only made 10 million dollars so i don't think that john cusack made any money oh, that was the this. budget you mean yeah oh yeah yeah budget but yeah okay <laughs> so so the we i don't think we've mentioned yet the the younger straight-laced brother is, is adrian grenier or grenier, grenier? i don't know how to pronounce i know it. him from entourage mm. and i know him from the devil wears prada there he plays go. anne hathaway's fiance or boyfriend oh. or whatever okay i've actually never seen devil wears prada i've got to mm. watch it everybody loves it yeah so he entourage guy he's a young guy in yeah. john cusack 
is like Nick Cage's <laughs> age. And they're like, yeah. hey, buddy, what's up, man? Like they didn't, it felt they like. They didn't explain why they knew each other. It felt like they went to school together, but he's like 40 years older than him. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really, I guess they knew each other because his brother his brothers always had run-ins with the cops (laughs) yeah and maybe this cop was like lenient towards his brother Mm -hmm. but that's the only thing i got i don't know didn't make sense he wore a do-rag the entire movie yeah he didn't wear a do-rag it was so weird it's i don't know why john cusack had to play that part but he's played four other this is his fourth collaboration with nicholas cage he was in con air which he barely interacted with nick cage only at the very end he was in frozen ground which he also barely interacted with only nick cage. at the very end apparently he was an adaptation and i don't remember don't who remember he played but i can't yeah. imagine he interacted much with nick cage if nah. we don't remember him and then he was in this where he did also have... didn't interact with nick cage yeah did they have any scenes together in this i don't believe they did why do they keep doing this with each I other i don't know maybe they're frenemies maybe they're maybe. like i'll be in a movie with him but only if i don't have to fucking see his face <laughs> For the betterment of this movie, John Cusack is an incredible actor, but I want as few scenes with him as I can. I don't want to even see him walking past me on set. At the craft services table. <laughs> At Crafty. <laughs> um, this is his second collaboration with his brother, Christopher Coppola. John Cusack's. No, oh, Nick Cage. Okay, okay. Yeah, bad segue. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay we're full of bad segues we're here just today. we're trying to move on here <laughs> yeah, yeah. um second collab with his brother and then we'll talk a little bit about his brother here Ooh, there's a good segue thank you You're welcome so chris coppola is known for his directing i don't even want to say that because yes. he's also not really he's made like 18 movies and they all suck <laughs> and then I decided to look up like how much he's acted in because he's so bad in this yeah. that I can't imagine that he's been in much and it, he hasn't. Um, it, there were just like a few random things that he was, you know, like guy on the left. Oh, okay. Um, but there was this one, 1994, it said video. So I don't know what Maybe that like a means. music video or something? It's called The Cage of Nicholas. Oh, how have And we not- Nick isn't in it. What? And I can't find it anywhere. What? So if any of our listening audience knows what this is, please let me know how to find it. Because I just spent a, 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 the betterment of, of, <laughs> of this time that I was doing some research searching for The Cage of Nicholas 1994. Huh. It's with his brother, Chris, and like yeah. two other guys. Not Nick. Huh. I don't know what it's about. It doesn't say anything on IMDb. Huh. There's no information out there. That's very odd. Very, very strange. Chris Coppola was also in an episode of like My Crazy Cat or something uh, on Animal Cats Planet. Cats 101 Cats on 101. Animal Planet. You have that detail? Yeah, I do. Um, Shout out has, to my friend Pat who sent that to me when we watched Deadfall. <laughs> he is a Burmese cat. He was on uh, in, in the, there are four seasons of Cats 101. I just Jesus. did some research on this. <laughs> and in season two, they did an episode on Burmese cats. Mm. And that's, uh, Nick, that's Chris Coppola's cat. He has a Burmese cat named Otto. Mm. And the cat likes to ride in the motorcycle yes. sidecar with yes, he him. Does. <laughs> yes, he does. Very exciting. Yes. <laughs> exciting. Um, this is our threshold for excitement. <laughs> Chris Coppola has his own production company because Jesus. what Coppola doesn't. Where do you get the money for that? He made all these terrible movies. You think he's taking family money? Yes. Please. Ah. Where do you think Nick got his after he went well, bankrupt? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, so Saturn Films is Nick's, and then right. Chris has CRC Productions, Christopher Robert Coppola, maybe. Oh, okay. Not sure what that's done. It doesn't seem like very much noteworthy. <laughs> but the one noteworthy thing yeah, what do you got? that Chris Coppola has directed is he directed six episodes of a TV show called 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. <laughs> Weren't we just talking about we 100 were. Deeds for Eddie McDowd? We were. Want, do you want to explain the plot of 100 Deeds? Okay. I, this show is like a fever dream from my youth. <laughs> I like, like I'm thinking now, did that actually exist? So the plot is... There are 43 episodes. 43 and, episodes? And Christopher Coppola directed six of them. So the plot is that there is... At, there are these two kids one kid's a bully and one kid's a nerd mm-hmm. and the bully bullies the nerd and there's some sort of genie or fairy there's godmother some magic shit that some happens, magic shit that happens oh. where the bully gets turned into the nerd's dog <laughs> and the nerd and the dog talk to each other and the only way he can not become a dog anymore is if he does 100 good, good deeds, deeds for the bully whose name is eddie mcdowd mm-hmm. and so the dog talks to the nerd <laughs> And the nerd talks to the dog, and no one else can hear the dog talking. Mm-hmm. They can only talk with each other. It's from the brilliant mind of Christopher Cope. Unbelievable. What a fever dream that is. I thought you'd enjoy that. I, I do saved enjoy that. It. I saved that for last. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I feel so verified or vilified or whatever the word is. Both. Because yeah. I, I feel like I mentioned the show to someone recently, and I got Blank stare. the blankest stares. And I was like, I, I swear this no, is a it's, real thing. It's a thing. And it was directed by Christopher R. Coppola. <laughs> Six episodes. Six episodes. Wow. Well, if that won't get you jacked up, I don't know what will. That riveting story of 100 Good Deeds for Eddie McDowell. I'm glad I could provide that for you. Thank you. So you put your notebook away. I assume that means you are out That's of all we facts. Got. Fantastic. So let's get into this movie, Nick Cage Scene by Nick Cage Scene, as promised. We're only going to go through the Nick Cage scenes in any amount of detail because there's a lot of other movie Mm-hmm. Um, that I really don't want to talk about, quite Doesn't frankly. Matter. Yeah. So the movie, the first time that we see Nicolas Cage is at in the back of the arcade. So like I alluded to earlier, uh, 23 years before the adult versions and the main conflict takes place in this mm-hmm. movie, 23 years prior, I believe it ends up being the uncle and the grandmother who are taking care of the two kids. Uh, ends up, I think it might have even been a murder-suicide type thing. It was really tragic and really gory graphic, and graphic. Yeah. And so they see this tragedy. The, the older brother sees the tragedy, and they run away to the arcade. And they he goes looking for his younger brother in the arcade. And he goes to like this back room that's Dexter-style, coated in plastic. I was going to say, it, it was very reminiscent of Dexter. So that blood doesn't get on the walls while kids are playing Pac-Man in the next room. <laughs> and like Galaga and trying to win pencil toppers and shit. Like they're just beating the snot out of this guy. And it's at first it's just these two thugs beating this other guy for seemingly no reason. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Cage appears. Should we talk about what he looks like? I've only yes. mentioned that he has a caterpillar-like mustache. So just above. Exhausted caterpillar-like mustache, sorry. Oh, yes. Thank you. Very important distinction. <laughs> Just above, just proximal to <laughs> that exhausted caterpillar mustache is, for some reason, a fake nose. But just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> Which I don't understand. Did he have that in? I he think did. he had it in he Deadfall. Did. It, just the camera quality was 
horror. So, so it was you like, couldn't see, yeah. I guess, the intricacies of, of the nose. But you can see like exactly where it's adhered to his skin. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, it looks like Play-Doh. Like, yeah. It's really terrible. Oh, it's horrible. It's so much worse than his fake nose in Never on Tuesday. <laughs> well, that was also bad quality because it <laughs> yeah. was an old movie. But yeah, it's just horrible. And then he's got that hair, that floppy... It looks I, like a mop. It it, yeah. it looks like it looks like a John Paul George or Ringo. It does, yeah. But yeah. but really poorly done because mm-hmm. it's on Nicholas Cage. <laughs> of course. And it's revealed in Deadfall that it's a wig because he's so vain that he has he's balding and he has to wear mm-hmm. this wig. Mm-hmm. It's not revealed in this movie. It's just his hair, I suppose. Well, they sure. don't I mean, they don't need to, you know, dive too deep into like they assume that everyone who's who's <laughs> who's watching this movie has already seen Deadfall since this is an exact uh, sequel to that movie. So they didn't <sighs> they don't need to go into like, you know, the backstory of Eddie King. Christ. They should The intricacies of his, you know, character work. Give me a give me an Eddie King origin story <laughs> with a de-aged Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, if we're gonna get that in the future. No, we'll never get that. I never expected to see Eddie King again. I have a feeling, I mean I, <laughs> <laughs> never say never. <laughs> that's true. I have a feeling it was just like some director was like, "Oh my god, it was Steve Steve Miller band. Steve Miller, whatever. <laughs> Steve Miller band. <laughs> whatever his name is." I have a feeling he was just like, "Oh my god, we got Nicolas Cage," and then all of the producers were like, "This is not a good movie. <laughs> Do whatever Nicolas Cage says." He's playing this character named Eddie, and then he comes on set and goes, "I think it'd be really good if." It was a sequel to this terrible movie that my brother made, and there could be a role for my brother if you bring in my brother. And then you gotta bring in John Cusack, but I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him. I don't. I don't want to see his fucking face. Hate that guy. Love him as an actor, but I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> like I have a feeling that's just kind of how everything went down. I'm probably wrong, but I don't. No, know. I think that's accurate. So anyway, the kid sees Nicolas Cage beating this dude up, and Nick Cage. I don't know if he says something there, but he's just kind of like, "Stick with me, kid," and. 23 years later (laughs) yeah 23 years later we ultimately find out that as like a 14 year old kid this kid is working with nick cage he's sort of his errand boy does some does some seedy things for him um and i believe that ends him up in prison yeah and so he comes back from prison he's crashing on his old family's couch the old Mm -hmm. family home the couch there and his brother, as we mentioned, is this straight edge guy. He built up this legit company, this construction company. He's, mm-hmm. he's this, uh, you know, mem- member of the society. No, I mean, he owns the company. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's like this, you know, highly respected member of society. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows him. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's got a wife and a, and a little baby. And and so. Nice home. Yeah. Nice car. Yeah. And he's trying to help get his brother back on his feet. So the brother. Oh, he has a business partner, too. He has a spineless business partner. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about the... But we can talk about the business partner. I think partner we should talk about the Because I, I got issues with the business partner. There's a there's this very clear moment where Adrian Grenier is just like, you're my partner, right? Handle it. Because the guy's like... He shows up and he's like, hey, Adrian Grenier, uh, all the guys are texting on the job site all day and I can't seem to get any work done. And he's like, well, you're my partner. Tell them to not text each other. Like all day get them to work and we're like all right he's a little spineless then there's a moment later where extortion happens extortion happens and adrian grunier's like you're my partner sell the whole company so that we could get 300 grand to help save my brother and he's just like oh okay easy done yeah 
And then he goes, and he, I guess he has to go to like loan sharks and shit who beat the snot out of him. And he ends up in like a neck brace because he's literally he's, spineless. He's literally spineless, this guy. It's probably why they put him in a neck brace. He was so awkward in that neck brace. Yeah. Because when you're in a neck brace, you have to like turn your whole body. There's no reason that character existed. He didn't, Absolutely they not. didn't need that. No. There's just no reason this movie should exist. To be <laughs> no, of fair. course not. But we're, I mean, while we're here, yeah. we may as well comment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. He, he was probably the second weirdest character to me. Like every other, other character. Other than John Cusack. John Cusack. Yeah. Every other character, you can see where they fit into this movie, except for John Cusack and this business partner, <laughs> which is such a weird thing that we're focusing on. But anyhow, I digress. So like I said, it's 23 years later. The brother, the older brother who's been in and out of crime is trying to get back on his feet. He stops off for a drink at a bar. And who does he run into but Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage is sitting at the bar. He's Like he owns the place. Like he owns the joint. He sticks his tongue out. He's doing lines <laughs> of coke. And he calls over the big bro. And he says, what we ultimately learned throughout the course of the movie, there are flashbacks to the scene. Mm-hmm. What he ultimately says is that your brother's super rich. He'll do anything for you. Why don't we stage a kidnapping and make him pay a ransom? We'll split the money. We'll both walk away with six figures. And the brother, who's down in his luck, doesn't have any money. He's considering it. But then we ultimately find out that he says, no, fuck you. I'm not going to like do that to my brother. But Nick Cage says right back to him, no, fuck you. I am going to kidnap yeah. you. We're like made to believe, though, that the brother, like that, that yeah. this, whatever, Jonathan Shake, like, yes. actually you know partners up with nick cage in order to stage this kidnapping right 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 because everyone's like that doesn't sound like something eddie king would do because his mob they don't like to do kidnapping they're really against kidnapping the (laughs) new orleans mob even though we're in mississippi like they have morals apparently so (laughs) i guess so so there is a great a great scream there when we flash back to the scene and it's It's not the best scene because mm-hmm. soon after oh, the get, events we of... Get, we get some gold later on. Oh, yes. Soon after the events of this scene, his brother, who is the New York liaison for this mob... <laughs> Chris Coppola. Chris Coppola comes down from New York and intimidates <laughs> Nick Cage. And he's like... And he says something like, world, tra- world travels fast. We don't kidnap. We don't, we don't hold people for ransom. We do legit things like sell drugs or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> So he then says, why don't you take a drive with me? He also really awkwardly offers him a pecan. You remember that bitch? Yeah. That was really, really weird. Uh, Chris offers Nick a pecan. And he like overpronounces it too. He's like, you want one of these pecans? <laughs> yeah. They're really good. Yeah. So Good odd. for you. <laughs> so odd. And he leads Nick Cage to a motel room that is once again coated in plastic Dexter style. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get some great Nick Cage moments. Because Nick Cage screams at his brother. It doesn't matter. Is that how it's going to be? After everything I've done for you, everything you took from me, now you want to take my life? And then he grunts and yells, Fuck you! As he's flipping off his brother. And he does something very similar in 
in Deadfall. like the scene from Deadfall. If you go look up on YouTube, like the Deadfall scene, <laughs> it's the one in the hotel. But he does something similar, and it's <laughs> oh, but he also yells <laughs> because in Deadfall he yells, "Someone's trying to fucking kill me, man! Who? Trying to kill me? Who's who, trying to kill who you? Who trying to kill you? Fucking hangers!" <laughs> So, so we he, had to rewind that line. He reprises his own his own line. His own like intonation of that line. So my brother's trying to fucking kill me, man. <laughs> so like just as Chris Coppola is about to kill Nick Cage in this motel room, one of Nick Cage's goons shows up and kills <laughs> one of Chris Coppola's goons, and Nick Cage beats Chris Coppola to death. It's with an really it's, gross it's way too much blood <laughs> it's way too much he like, like open he like open hand slaps him he like, uh, like you would grab a bag of like a fistful of candies or a, or a fistful of like coins like how you would kind of claw like, it claw a little yeah. bit he like he does that all the while everything's in slow motion there's blood flying everywhere and gospel music is playing <laughs> so really just high quality scene right there so then Nick Cage decides that he needs to raise the stakes because Mikey, the older brother, who he's now holding hostage or holding for ransom, almost escaped. So he needs to raise the stakes and he kidnaps Mikey's, like, teenage daughter as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, and then and then he intimidates uh, the younger brother, but not before he stops back off where Mikey is being held hostage, upset that he still killed his brother. And reads him a letter. Oh my god, I forgot about this part. <laughs> Enjoy. Dear buddy, sorry about today. But you know you always were the great gem from War of the Gargantus when it came to me! Don't you remember when we were partners? Had a little carjacking operation when we were teens. Cops were on us one day, we ran. You got away. But I got caught. I was 17! They offered me community service. All I had to do was give up my accomplice. You, my brother. But now, I took the years. I got out in three. You had promised my share would be waiting. The day I got out, there was nobody there. To pick me up. I took a goddamn bus for the prison. You had taken my share. Gone to Florida. And set up the business in New Orleans with my money! You old fucker! And I never got those three years back. Oh man. What do you think? Any good? Should I send it? Well, I can't say it because they fucking killed him today, all right? I hate you. I hate both of you. You're, you're so lucky because you had each other! Incredible. Bust from the prison, I think, is when is... I started laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was, what, like the third one of the screams in that little tirade. <laughs> I think I held it together for the first couple, and then he said, I took a bust from the prison! And I was just like, oh my god. I can't deal with this. Then... I I almost forgot to mention this part, but then Nick Cage says 
to Mikey. He says, did you hear the story? I'm sorry, let me do the voice. Did you hear the story of a little boy whose mother poured Drano down his throat? <laughs> he hisses. Like he hisses cat. at him. It's like, I'll do that to you because it burned his, it burned him from the ends. I'll do that to you if you try to escape again. That was, oh that was what he, like, but oh, that what, hiss. What sound was he trying to impersonate? Like uh, what it would be like drinking acid, I guess. I don't know. So oh we, my God. we now have to mention, so like I said, he then kidnapped the niece because Mikey tried to escape. He then wanted to know, wanted to let the younger brother know that he raised the stakes and wanted to meet with him at a neutral location, a public place, which was Ronnie's <laughs> Barbecue. And it was one of those things like Ruby Tuesdays and Dying of the Light where they just kept mentioning Ronnie's, Ronnie's barbecue. barbecue. Like, John... But they kept saying it like, yeah. <laughs> like bad things can't happen at Ronnie's barbecue. He wants to meet me at Ronnie's barbecue. So I'll Ronnie's be safe. barbecue. Yeah, Ronnie's barbecue. That's good. Ronnie's Why? barbecue is a good place. Why is, is Ronnie's place. barbecue a good place? <laughs> he can't hurt you at Ronnie's barbecue. Nobody gets hurt at Ronnie's barbecue. <laughs> I think we're over exaggerating it, but you get the point. <laughs> He also, at Ronnie's barbecue, he's drinking a Bloody Mary. <laughs> and he's talking about, like, like Worcestershire sour you, sauce. You gotta get the right Worcestershire to celery combo. Like, I don't drink Bloody Marys, but I don't think that's the key. Is Worcestershire to celery, celery? Yeah, ratio? So. No. He puts eye drops in his eyes for no reason. He's insane. I know. I mean, he's high, so. Yeah. So, I guess. The brother knows what's up. He he gets all of his money together. He gets John Cusack. And he just w- is able to free Mikey pretty much no problem. And he and Mikey going guns a-blazing to Nicolas Cage. And you and know what? I, this younger brother, this straight-laced younger brother yeah. shoots like a, like a yeah. sniper. At least the older brother said he was in and out of the Marines. The Marines. We don't know anything about this younger brother. He like shoots like he's been tra- he's like, trained in military combat. Yeah. And then suddenly this movie becomes like Drive Angry where there's 3D bullets coming at the screen. And like, the blood, like the blood is all CG. Yeah. And the it, same with the scene when Nick Cage is like slapping Chris Coppola to death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the blood well, is like so like viscous you know what i mean like it's just so thick and like globby yeah they don't (laughs) nail blood in this movie in two ways one in the motel room scene with his brother it's like thick and globby it's like jelly yeah but it's real it's a practical effect what they're doing in the in the motel room oh are they just throwing jelly on him or ketchup or some shit i mean like when they're when they're showing like the walls being splattered with blood and oh i see that's that's a real that's real but they don't use what's called squibs, which are like little packs that you put on your body that explode and it looks like blood's coming out from a bullet. Like they use all CG in the final shootout scene. And it just it's doesn't where look right. where all 10 million of the yeah. budget went to. Yeah, pretty much. Well, apparently it's fairly cheap and easy to make um, fake blood on, on CG. CG. I mean, it looked pretty damn cheap. Yeah. It was well, so bad. Uh, part of the problem is you have to match your lighting. Like, you know, you can just, you can rip the CG blood off of an online cert like they've got all kinds of cg blood splatters on online that you can put in anywhere but if it doesn't match the if it's like way too bright or way too dark it doesn't look right right and this didn't look right it didn't look right (laughs) (laughs) there's also a whole through line of like the older brother got his hands on a flashbang stun grenade and so he was been trying to sell it and they use it in the end to stun nick cage it's one of those things where 
you know, if even if they brought it up once, it would have been it it, it would have been obvious that they're going to use it again in the end. Mm-hmm. And they bring it up twice, yeah. and it's like, okay, yeah. we get that the that this grenade is going to come back into play yeah. at some point. Yeah, we, we have to ass- it we have like to assume that that's how Nick Cage is going to face his like his downfall. Yeah, so his, it was, de- his deadfall, his if deadfall. you will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it was one of those deals where it was like, here, I've got your money in this suitcase, and then they open the suitcase, and the flashbang goes off, and then his brother comes out, and they. But you know what doesn't make any sense to me? What? He still put money in the suitcase. If he was going to have the suitcase explode, why why put money in there so that now the money explodes and you lose all of your money and then your business partner doesn't have any money because he's a spineless fool. A spineless spineless man. (laughs) I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. No. But Nick Cage dies. The brothers live happily ever after. They're one big happy family. Doesn't mean that Eddie's not coming back though. Eddie died in the first movie. Died in the second movie. Let's 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 bring on the 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 tertiary. What's the what's the third movie called? The trilogy. Oh yeah, the Deadfall <laughs> I, I trilogy. I thought you were asking me to come up with a title for the third movie. Oh yeah, let's like, hear it. I don't know because I don't know why this movie was called, called Arsenal. Arsenal. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna. I think the fourth. I think the third one's gonna be called like Dangerous. Ooh. It could just be called like the king or something like Eddie the, Eddie king. the king. Yeah. Wow. King. King. I love it. Let's make it. Let's contact Chris Coppola. See what he's up to. How hard could CRC be? Productions can't be that bad. I feel like we could make a better movie than these. <laughs> I mean, we already know how to do a CG blood. Uh, it's apparently it's all about the, that lighting. Yeah, I mean, one guy just made it and stuck it up lo- online for like free. I think. I think that if it's not free, it's super cheap. Is it kind of like? It's like, like a sounds. Stock, it's yeah. It's almost like a stock photo. Like a, or something. okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 or like stock. You know, yeah, music stock sounds or like sounds. the Wilhelm scream. Scream we mentioned a right. few a few uh, mm-hmm. episodes back. People cheering. Yeah, like a laugh track. laugh track. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Yeah, this movie was. Um, horrid yeah i don't think it was, it like was enjoyable no it wasn't that bad i mean it's fun but uh, nick cage isn't as crazy as he is in the first one but i think that kind of yeah. makes sense with like the trajectory of his character you have to think about the fact that this man had his face burned off right. <laughs> in the first one it tames so you a little he, yeah i would think so I, I would think that you'd be a little bit more timid and right. not want to like f with the wrong people in the future right. but also like he's whatever 23 years older yeah than he was in the first one not in the first scene he's only one year older <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean though. i know i know just kidding so he's he's a little bit more mature sure more sophisticated <laughs> just mature sophisticated he crazy only monster. has like seven lines of coke instead of like 40 like yeah. he had in the first one yeah he does do a lot of coke yeah. In both movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as much as in the second as he did in the first, because his heart would probably stop. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Any other closing thoughts, Han, before we get into some Nick Cage awards? No, I, I'm i curious where we're going to rank this one and also like what these awards are going to be, because there are some, there are some quality moments. Yeah. Uh, first award. Let's get right into it. Best Supporting Actor. John Cusack. John Cusack. Even though he, <laughs> like a he weird like, do rag on. He was like the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, Chris Coppola. 
Oh, Chris, yeah. Christopher Copeland. Christopher Robert Copeland, or whatever the R stands for. Richard, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It just said R. Best dressed. Was it the beginning? I think I'm, I failed to mention he does wear like a red suit with like a pink shirt throughout most of the movie. And then it does get, of course, blood stained. Yeah. But in the beginning, I mean, he wears like a tight Hawaiian shirt. Ooh. No, I like the full suit. Mm, okay. All right, we'll give it to it's that. This is mob look. Clean or bloodied? Blood, bloody. Bloodied, okay. With, you know, I mean, with the with the, the blood anxious caterpillar or exhausted caterpillar. Oh, of course, of The course. nose that yeah. looks like a piece of Play-Doh rolled up and just like <laughs> popped right on there like a clown nose. <laughs> and then the... Oh, the, the Beatles, the Beatles oh, hairdo. The Beatles hair. <laughs> uh, worst Nick Cage scene. Any of those stand out as the absolute worst? Ronnie's barbecue, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, Ronnie's barbecue. <laughs> no, no, because he he does something weird at Ronnie's barbecue. He puts in eye drops and he talks about the uh, the Bloody Mary, and yeah. how it's all about the right mix of Worcestershire to celery. Maybe the first scene. Okay, he doesn't really do anything in there. I mean, he beats up some guy, but he doesn't. That was our cat. <laughs> he beats up some guy, but he doesn't really like say anything crazy. Yeah, I'll give it to that. Okay. I just like, I, I don't want to give Ronnie's barbecue the worst. No, you know? no, that's so iconic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the TGI Fridays in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Our uh, Ruby Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. That's what I yeah. meant. Yeah. Uh, best scene. Best Nick Cage scene. I think there are two contenders. I think it's the scene that he reads the letter. I I agree with you. I yeah. think the only other contender would be killing his brother, but... Yeah, it's I the mean, scene that he reads the letter that he wrote to his brother. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, best Nick Cage scream. Any one of those in that scene or um, No, I think it's else? my brother's trying to kill me. My brother's trying to fucking kill me, man! <laughs> only because it's reminiscent of the first movie. Agreed. And finally... The most nouveau shamanic moment, the most quintessential Nick Cage moment in this movie, or the weirdest acting yeah, choice. It's the, is it the hiss? Yeah. Or is it the grunt? He goes, fuck you. <laughs> no, because that's, that's his character. The okay. hiss makes no sense. <laughs> so strange. What a strange man. All right, good. I it's like very those shaman-like. Uh, yes, very much so. <laughs> well, Han, where are we ranking this one? That's so hard. Deadfall to say. is number two. <laughs> yeah, it, this isn't. This isn't there. No, I think it's uh, on the higher end or the lower end. Sure. What's at like thirty? Thirty is honeymoon in Vegas. Twenty-nine is eight millimeter. We mentioned that earlier. Twenty-eight. I'm like I can't count. <laughs> <laughs> Dying of the light. We also mentioned that a moment ago. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Okay, between 8mm and Dying of the Light. Fair enough. So that'll put this at number 29. I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah, this one wasn't so bad. He was super cagey. Yeah. I don't think it deserved a three on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't no. know why I got a three. No, we've but... seen far worse movies that were ranked higher. Absolutely. Like the one, the USS Indianapolis. Oh, my God, that movie was so bad yeah. <laughs> and offensive. It had like a 20. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, next weekend, we are watching... The instant classic, Vengeance, a love story. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Don't you know that? I know nothing about I, this movie. Just, yeah, I, the critic, critically re- renowned. 27 on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my God. Yeah. 
at least a three is like you know it's gonna be funny right yeah this 27 one, it's like ugh. this is gonna be a chore just, yeah <laughs> just gonna have to sit through that but with the conclusion of this movie we have now done 80 movies 80 out of like 100 or so oh my God. so we've only got about 20 left it's insane i know we've seen way too much way too much but but just an impressive amount of someone's career i agree with you Crazy. I know I know so much about this man. Too much. But also nothing at the same time. No, right? This is going to be our fever dream. <laughs> not this just, podcast? Not just 100, 100 good, good deeds, deeds of, for Eddie McDowell. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> wow. Anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? No. I. This movie, I mean, like, his character's really interesting to watch, but... I'm telling you, if you haven't seen those, that one scene particularly from from Deadfall. from Deadfall, there's a couple compilations on YouTube. I I implore you to look them up because, my God, that Amazing. is acting at at its finest. <laughs> no, it's 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 so it's so absurd. It's way overacting. But to be fair, it's in a movie where everyone else no one is else underacting. acted <laughs> because it was directed by Chris Coppola. Chris Coppola. <laughs> Who had no idea what he was doing. No. Goodness oh gracious. Well. That's it. I think that about does it. Mm. And one last thing to, to say to you all before before we part is just remember, we're always here for you through Nick and Thin. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Now, freak out! <laughs>